0: Hi daughter of God, if you've ever wondered about how a Christian Pregnancy Coaching session can help you, here's a sharing from someone who has benefited from a coaching session. If you would like to find out more, go to bit.ly slash Christian Pregnancy Coaching, that is bit.ly slash Christian Pregnancy Coaching for more details. I highly recommend meeting with Gladys if you're feeling fear, anxiety in your pregnancy. She offered a lot of tips to stay calm and be reassured that keeping faith is so important to yourself and your baby during your pregnancy. Welcome to the Christian Pregnancy Podcast. If you are ready to overcome stress and fear in pregnancy, childbirth, and postpartum, by applying God's word in your life. You are in the right place. I believe that children are a gift from God and the journey into motherhood is meant to be blessed. However, we find ourselves full of stress and fear. As mummies to be or new mums, you are a daughter of God and Jesus has come that we may have abundant life and this abundant life includes joy and peace through your motherhood journey. I believe as mums, We have the authority to claim this promise from God. I'm Gladys, a mom of two who has been through the struggles of being pregnant, staying pregnant, followed by a challenging childbirth and postpartum. But God was and is my strength, and I am called to help you claim a pregnancy of purpose, a childbirth full of joy, and a motherhood of meaning. Put up your feet, grab your pickles or ice cream. It's time to dig into this journey with Jesus at the Wheel. Hi daughter of God, I've recently found myself in the very uncertain two-week wait. For those who have been trying for a while, you may know that this two-week wait is a very, very trying time and you may know that very well. But let me first explain a little more for those who may not be familiar with this two-week wait. For those who are going through fertility treatments or timing the conception of the baby, either by testing for the LH surge or measuring the basal body temperature or maybe even checking the cervical mucus. Um, And all these methods are to determine the timing of the ovulation. And the standard is to test for the pregnancy, meaning to take a pregnancy test at home, about 10 to 14 days after the day of ovulation. Hence the term 2-week wait because it's about 14 days. During this time, it can be a really, really nerve-wracking time as it was for me as there is so much anxiety and uncertainty and this anxiety and uncertainty comes about because I find that I'll be wondering whether um, I would be pregnant this cycle, like would it happen or not and at this point, I felt that there were many thoughts that kept going through my mind which caused me to be anxious about the uncertainty of it all. So I would like to share with you about some of the things I did as I processed through and went through this two-week wait before testing whether I was pregnant or not. So I had my positive LH peak surge test, which showed that I was going to ovulate soon. So I kinda knew when I ovulated during this cycle. And the next few days, I found myself praying and praying. And eventually, as I look back on that time, I realized that I have been applying Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7. And that was when I realized that I had the peace of God to go through that uncertain time. And the wait for this um, two-week period, it didn't consume me. So Philippians 4... Verses 6-7 to says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So these verses talk about prayer and peace. It firstly starts off with prayer, with thanksgiving, bringing our requests to God. And it is for every situation that you and I are in, even for this two-week wait, waiting for the positive test cycle after cycle. What it says here in the verse is to present your requests to God with thanksgiving. And I find that it's really important that we set our hearts right before God instead of demanding from God. So this attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving that we can have, it will change our perspective of the situation that we are in. So no matter how desperate or how bad the situation is, we definitely have something to thank God for. For example, we can thank Him for His presence with us because he has said in the Bible that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And that is something that I always remember to thank God for. We can also thank Jesus for coming to die on the cross for our sins, that we have salvation and a relationship with him that is freely available to us who believe. In the darkest of times, I have held on to thanking God for these two basic things that I find that I can be thankful for no matter the situation and that is because it doesn't change that God is with me all the time and that I have salvation because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Of course, there are many more things to be thankful for as we reflect on our lives and what God has done and how he's seen us all the way up through to today, up to the moment that you are listening to this right now. I want you to know that God sees you and that you are his beloved daughter and you definitely have many things to thank him for. So for this point on thanksgiving, I also thank God for my family, my husband and the two children that I have, for my friends who care for me, the place I have to live in, the food, the necessities, that is all God's provision. Then, moving on to presenting my request to God. Nothing is too big or too small to ask God or to tell God. In my prayer requests, personally, I like to get down to the specific things and issues and pray really specifically. But if you prefer to pray general prayers, such as asking God to cover everything, that is okay too. The main point is that he hears our prayer, whatever it is, and he wants us to come to him with our requests, whether they are big or small or specific or general. He is there waiting, and I believe that he will answer our prayers according to his perfect will and timing. So in my prayers just about two weeks ago, I was praying really specifically. I was praying about the ovum and the sperm and for perfect timing and for perfect DNA in the combination for good implantation at the correct place, not in the fallopian tubes but in the uterus. So what I'll do is I'll pray the prayers that I had been praying and if it applies to you in your situation right now, feel free to follow along and also personalize it to your own situation, and pray over yourself, your body, and your baby every day. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much, Lord, for leading me throughout my life up until this point in time. Thank you for being with me and watching over me, even as I am trying for a baby right now. Lord, I pray for the ovum that's being released this cycle, that it will be of good quality with perfect DNA material. Lord, if there is anything hindering the smooth release of the ovum, would you remove the hindrances and blockages in the name of Jesus? I also pray that in your perfect timing, you would lead the right sperm to combine with the ovum one with good DNA in its combination. Remove all blockages in its path, such that it will be able to reach the ovum at the right timing for conception to happen. Lord, we know that nothing is by coincidence and that everything is all in your perfect plan. So Lord, would you let your perfect plan be done in my life? and also in the life of my future child. I pray that as you create your child in my womb, I would trust you throughout the process, no matter how difficult or discouraging things may seem. And Lord, as the conception happens, I pray in Jesus' name that there will be good implantation at a perfect spot in the uterus for the baby to grow, not too low and also not In the fallopian tubes. As the implantation happens, I pray for good multiplication of the cells as the baby grows, and I pray for any abnormalities be made well again in Jesus' name. I trust this whole process into your hands and thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for knitting my baby in my womb, just as your word says in Psalm 139. Your works are wonderful, and my baby is fearfully and wonderfully made in the secret place, but never ever hidden from your sight. God, I know that even as the physical development is taking place right after the fertilization, there is also spiritual development as you create my child's spirit. Would you, God, mold my child's spirit? into one that will seek you and love you all the days of his or her life and follow you above everything else. Bless my child with a spirit and a heart that yearns for you and a teachable spirit. I also pray for the personality and the temperament of my child that it will be one that is pleasing to you. Please mold and shape my child even right now in my womb at Conception. Thank you, Lord, and I entrust myself and my future child and children into your hands. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So, after praying, I find that my spirit is more postured to receive the perfect peace that comes from God alone. And what this peace does is that it will guard my heart from being anxious and also guard my mind from going where it should not go. Negative thoughts may sometimes come into our mind, but we can choose not to dwell on them with God's help and surrender it to Him. And He has promised in His Word that His peace will guard our mind. In the verse that we read earlier, it says that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So this word will, will guard your hearts. Will is used in the Bible and it is a certainty and a promise of something that will come true. So let us hold on to this precious truth and let it be the reality in our lives. No matter what situation you are in, God's peace can guard your heart and mind which carries you through even the most challenging situations. So even as we wait and wait for God's blessing for baby, we do not have to wait anxiously and fret about it. Instead, we have God's word to guide us on what we can do and we can wait for our baby with peace in our hearts. So just to recap, firstly, to start with thanksgiving, followed by telling God all the requests that you have. And finally, with with that we have God's peace and God's promise that he will give us his peace that transcends all understanding. So, thanksgiving, telling God your requests, and receive God's peace. Three steps. So, after hearing this, how would you put into practice all that you have heard from this episode? I hope to hear all of your sharing about how you are applying what you have learned to give thanks, to present your request to God, and let me know how you have experienced God's peace in your lives. I look forward to hearing how this has helped you, and it does give me encouragement to carry on with the podcast episodes, even as I wait for my baby. You can send me a message on my various social media platforms, or you can even send me a voice message at bit.ly slash speaktogladys. That is B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-P-E-A-K-T-O-G-L-A-D-Y-S, all in small letters. So I'll end with this short prayer of blessing. May the Lord our God bless you abundantly, above more than you can ask or imagine. All for His glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. If this podcast has blessed you, helped you, or challenged you, please share it with another mom to be or mom and leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps inspire a generation of Kingdom mothers and future world changers. Also, come join the Christian Pregnancy Facebook group at bit.ly slash Christian Pregnancy Group, that is bit.ly slash Christian Pregnancy Group. See you in the next episode. May God bless your pregnancy, childbirth, and postpartum journey with His joy and peace always.